Welcome to Say It Saturday with your host, Waukesha Green and Audra Walker. This show is designed to help you heal, break through, and break forth from your current situation. We will be sharing some kingdom principles and strategies with you that you can take and apply to your daily lives. We are here to encourage you to go beyond your limitations and design the life God has planned for you so you can experience total and complete transformation. So with that being said, we are super excited to have each and every one of you join us to have a very responsible, transparent, real, and yet fun conversation on Say It Saturday. Hello, sis. Good morning, beautiful. How are you? I am good. How are you? Doing well, baby. Look, we woke up this morning. I'm, ah! I'm so grateful. Amen to <laughs> you know, that. Amen. Of, you know, a lot didn't have the opportunity to wake up. You know, they hey, they were called back home. So I'm so grateful that we still have work to do here on this earth. Otherwise, we wouldn't have woke up either. You know, look, I ain't we ain't we ain't gonna start off deep, you know, but I just had to say that. <laughs> hey, hey, look, <laughs> let it do what it do. If it flow, baby, let it flow. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, but look, I'm so grateful. And sis, I'm so grateful for you. Um, that uh-huh. grateful for God first and foremost for yes. allowing us to even be able to have the capacity to come on here and really encourage, you know, our brethren. You know, right. strengthen them, build them up, lift them up, encourage them. You know, and you guys do the same thing for us too. You yes, know, you encourage do. us, you you know, lift us up, you know, because we are truly following and flowing with the Lord, flowing with the spirit of God and yes. what he wants us to do and how he wants us to do it and when he wants us to do it. Exactly. So we will acknowledge this morning. Um, good morning, our viewers, listeners. They go, Mama. Mama be on here faithfully. Thank you, Mama. Good morning. Good morning, Mom. Good morning. <laughs> yes, we love you. And you know, and um, just thank you for everybody tuning in. And I sure hope you guys are ready for what God is wanting us to uh, talk about. This is, you know, we're gonna dialogue and we're gonna have a conversation, you know, today. But today we're gonna be really touching on overcoming crisis yes so sis let me ask you once again how is my sister doing this morning and how are you feeling about this topic sis look this topic is really personal to me as well as you in many ways for both of us right yes and i am feeling good because you know god give us this platform sis so we could be transparent we could you know tell about the crisis we overcame and you know and and just to uplift and build people and you know give them a template of how to overcome their crisis you know they may not do it the way we did it but it's a we a template for them to know how to overcome so i feel great this morning i am i was excited all week to come here for y'all because (laughs) this is a topic that needs to be discussed the topics that we're going to discuss on overcoming crisis need to be discussed we touched on it well i touched on it a little bit at the end of last um saturday's um podcast right Mm -hmm. so i just you know and let me tell y'all 
how God works, right? When I touched on it, you know, we go behind the scenes after we get off and we discuss. And she was like, oh, sis, God is so on time because, you know, that's what he gave us for our, um, the last topic of October was what you said. And, and it needs to be, I said, see, I didn't even know that's what he gave you. But I've been meaning to tell you guys what I said last Saturday, like every time we get off and I just forgot. But he was like, nope, you need to say this because it's, it's needed. So with that being said, I am truly grateful, honey, that we have this platform where we can discuss things open and honestly. So today, viewers, it's kind of a personal um, topic for us. And it's um, and we would like you guys to share in the comments, you know, like if you had a crisis, you overcame, you know, we would want to dialogue about that, too. If it's something that we didn't bring up in the topics that we bring it up. But God is good and he's faithful, honey. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm excited, girl. I'm excited. You didn't deliver the message. Let me say. <laughs> I didn't deliver the message, really, sis, because I ain't telling yeah. the topics. I, I already I'm know. But look, I was I, it was so hard trying not to say the topics. Mm-hmm. But hey, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, like, oh my God, what what's the topics? Cause I'm ready. You know, that's what they yeah. I want them to be amped up. Like, what's Absolutely. the topics? And the excited. Topics? Yeah. And you know, and and even what we want to speak to somebody's heart today is even if you are in a crisis, you know, listen, listen and hear and listen, really listen and hear and then ask God for wisdom and how to, uh, for you to overcome your crisis. Yes. And so I did want to bring forth, you know, everything in our lives is, is a season. It's but for season. But so for I was, season. you know, I am so I love this time of the season, sis. I I just love it. You know, I don't I don't particularly care for this cold weather, but it don't get as cold as it get there in Colorado here in New Mexico. Well, don't even, don't get it twisted, baby. Colorado, we had fall this year, and it's been nice weather. I had a sweat a sweatsuit on yesterday. It was burning up. It was really, really nice. We praise God. We have not been in cold because. Looking back on my memories and Facebook, oh, and we be having snow this time, but we right. have fall this year. I'm so grateful. Yes, and I'm grateful. You know, since I was, um, you know, yesterday we were out. Me and Mama gonna go out again today, but we were out, and I was just, since I was just looking at the trees and how the leaves on the trees have they have changed from you orange know? to yellow to burgundy. Yeah, the colors are so beautiful. It yellow and i was just like man father this is right on time because this is what happens in our lives different seasons for everything so i let's start us out sis with the with the word y'all know we like to bring it forth with the word so i'm gonna go into ecclesiastes 3 i'm gonna read the whole thing because this one here you can't just stop right so ecclesiastes 3 to everything there is a season a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, 
a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear, tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Look, she ain't, she, oh, there, oh yeah, she done. So we ended it with eight, verse eight, a time of peace. So sis, what that speaks to me is there are seasons, and this is good because what I was thinking about, sis, is if there were not seasons, that season that you're in may last forever. But you know right. what? God promises that nothing is permanent, right? Nothing. Nothing is permanent. And, you know, and I, I'm I'm very, I'm in, man, when we go, because we know we're going to transition from life to life, right? Yes. You know, but in this life, you know, we're going to go through some things. Think about Jesus and what he endured when he came to do what he needed to do for us. You know what I'm saying? In, his, right. in that time, he suffered and he endured. And then I think about when he was on the cross, sis. I mean, when, be, right before then, when they beat him, you know, I mean, everything. But it was a season and he knew it. And even before then, says he said, he asked our father, if this cup shall pass, but thy will be done. Your will be done. Right. So we're going to speak to speak to you guys today about crisis that you may be going through in your life that you might not even be going through. But let me tell you something. As long as you're here on this earth. You're going to go through a crisis. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It may be even more. Right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? And it may be just one. You know, maybe two. It we don't know. We don't but, know what's but, God's plan for us. Yeah. But you know what? I what I do know, sis, is when we go through those seasons, we come out stronger than ever before. Yes. And it's how you go through too. I'm telling you. And then you know what, too, sis. Another thing that I wanted to share is how you go through, who is our source when we go through? You know, Definitely. a lot of people reach out, but we're telling y'all today to reach up. Yes. Reach up, you know, and yes, we have those that come alongside of us because it's important, you know what I'm saying, for those to be there that's really going to, you know, undergird us. You know, I remember, sis, when we were in church one day. And our and apostle, she was standing there in the middle of the leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And so we came behind her in prayer. We came behind her and held her arms up. I don't know if you remember that. I do. But we held her arms up. And this is what we need to do for each other in a time of in life in general, in our journeys. We need to hold one another up. And hold, yeah, because we even even the ones encouragers. I tell people all the time, says encouragers need encouragement too. Yes, right. Yes. And and we, y'all know, I will encourage somebody, but you know, in 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 seasons of my life, I need encouragement. My sis need encouragement. We encourage one another and encourage yourself. Yes. Okay, but sis, I want you to share. Um, crisis that you had endured and then I'll share as well and then we're just gonna go from there because we want y'all to know that this is you know God always bring this to us first oh and yeah and we deliver it you know then we're you know he has given us the capacity on the inside to be able to even speak about the crisis that we have endured you know but right. we're in a season of wholeness 
Yes. <laughs> yes. We I like that. Broken through. We have we are breaking forth. You know, so we're in a season of wholeness. So we are okay to talk about the crisis and and how we endured it, right? So go ahead, sis. I want you to share your a uh, few of your crises that you went through and how you went through it. Oh yeah. So you know, in 2012, right? Yeah, 2012, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, you know, being in the military or a military spouse, you know, you travel away from home, you, you're not around family, you know. So we in Hawaii, we over water, you know, we just on a little island. My right. husband had just deployed. So I'm going to back it up just a little bit for you guys. I was working in the emergency department at the hospital in um, Hawaii, and I kept feeling short pains in my breast, you know, and I'm like, oh, God, you know, and I was like, should I check in for this? And I was like, no, I was probably nothing. Let me tell y'all something. If your body's giving you signals, listen, because I didn't listen. I was like, oh, no, I'm working in the emergency department. Any of the doctors that I was working with, I knew they would have looked at me. And, you know, and did whatever, but I'm like, no, nah, I ain't nothing. But I just kept getting these pains, you know, and I'm like, like sharp pains too. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'm just gonna do my job, keep going. Right. But in in that, also, I was always tired. It's like I had no energy. I'm just like, I am tired. So right. I talked it up to, oh, I'm working, you know, I'm I'm going to church. I'm a leader in the church. Um. I'm going to school, you know, I'm a parent, I'm a wife, you know, I just, I'm just doing too much, you know. So before my husband left, I was like, babe, I'm just tired. I got to let something go. I said, I'm not letting school go because, you know, I came too far. I'm not letting God go. Right. Definitely can't let mother, mother, um, being a mother go or a wife. I said, I'm going to have to quit my job because I'm, I'm just, until I finish school, because I'm just tired. I have no energy. Right. And so he was like, okay, babe, you could quit. He's like, let's make a deal. Let's wait till like February 11th so I could be deployed in country, everything kicking for me, and then you could you could quit. I quit February 11th, 2012, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just, you know, going to school, doing church, being a mom, you know, taking care. Now I have to be both parents because he's gone. So I'm like, a week or two left, I'm like, I'm still tired. Like, right. okay, maybe my body just like, you're tired because you was doing so much, you ain't really still resting. So I'm just still going about, you know, and I do my annual checks, you know, for my on my breast. And so, you know, I was like, okay, after, and ladies, you do your check after your menstrual leaves, not during, okay? Right. It's a little education, but I always did it. So, you know, I was like checking. I was like, okay, um, the lump there, um, it'll probably go away because sometimes it stay a couple of days after. So the next week, you know, I checked just to make sure it's still there. And I'm like, huh, this is weird. It's still here. You know, that ain't right. It usually be gone. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to call my doctor um, in the morning. Woke up, it was discolored. So now I'm like, okay, something really going on. 
Mm -hmm. All my doctor told him what everything. He's like, come in now. Went in. He's like, oh, yeah, something ain't right. We're going to send you for a mammogram or ultrasound. Did that. The mammogram came back. They seen lumps in both. Mm -hmm. So he was like, so we're going to do a biopsy. So I had to come back like the next day or two to do the biopsy. Got the biopsy report. I had to go to the hospital. Went to the hospital and the lady was like, oh, oh, we just wanted to let you know that um, in your left breast, it was benign. I was like, praise God. And she's like, but your, rest, your right breast is cancerous. I was like, okay. And she's like, well, we need you to go home and get somebody and come back. So in my mind, I'm thinking, why would I have to go home and get somebody and come back? You already don't told me I got cancer. Right. You know, I'm just like that. Of course, you should have told me to bring somebody for you know. But I'm like, right. okay, I'm just like, oh, okay. So I'm driving home, right? And then it hit me. I'm like, who I'm gonna go get? Right. My family here. My husband deployed. My kids is too young. And I'm just like, I don't have nobody here. Right. And it hit me. And I started crying because I was like, God, I don't have nobody to go get. I don't have family. My husband, you know, I'm not even crying about the news I got. I'm crying because I ain't got nobody. Right. And God said, so by the time I went home, I'm just crying. Like, yeah, you know, so I'm crying. And I'm like, so I get home and I'm on my couch. I'm like, God, who, who am I supposed to call? I don't have no family. Like, that is my biggest concern. You just got news that you got breast cancer but you right. got you don't know who to call right so god said dry your eyes so i just stopped crying like sis literally like instantly i just stopped crying and i'm just sitting there god said you have family here call your pastor right so i was like okay so i called pastor caprice let me tell y'all a mighty woman of god okay mm. i love me some huh right i mean from that day, I called her. I said, Pastor Caprice, what you doing? She's like, oh, I'm laying down taking a nap. What's wrong? I said, well, I just went to the hospital and they told me I had breast cancer, but they told me I had to go home and get somebody. She said, okay, come get me. I'll be ready. I ain't even finished. She just cut me off. Okay, come get me. I'll be ready when you get here. Right. I was like, yes, ma'am. So I hung up, got my bag, drove out to her house and Sure enough, she was ready when I got there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we went on to the hospital, you know, and, you know, she was like, um, well, what did they say? I said, all they told me was like the left breast was, you know, benign, the right best breast was cancerous, and to go home and get somebody and come back. Right. In an hour. So I was like, so we going back. I don't know what else they want to tell me. I was like, I don't know what else they could tell me that's worse than hearing that, you know? Right. And she's like, well. Praise God, we got the victory. Yep, I said yes, we do. But I, I'm, I don't know why I had to go get somebody. Like what, what? You know, she, we both sitting in the car confused. So we get in there, we go in the hospital, and we in the room. And sis is so funny. I don't even know what we was laughing at. We was just talking and cracking jokes, honey. When the doctors came in there, when I tell you, we was laughing so hard. Our sides was weak. I don't even know what we was laughing at. <laughs> But baby, the doctor came in and he looked and, and right. it's, it wasn't just him. It was the, him, the lady who told me and like two other doctors. Right. Right. 
Girl, they came in and looked. They stepped out, looked at the, the door number with the chart. And it came in it's like, Miss Walker? I was like, yeah, 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 come in. You know, because I'm crying laughing, right? right. I was like, yeah, 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 come in. This is <laughs> Girl, they coming in looking like, uh, do she know? That's right. the look on their face, right? So we had, we was like, I'm sorry, sorry. We just told a joke. Okay, let us get together, you know. So we got to compose ourselves or whatever. Right. So <laughs> once we got together, he was like, um, whatever the doctor named, did she tell you? I said, oh, yeah, she told me I had breast cancer, huh? And he's still looking like, but you're not sad and you're not crying. Right. Because right. let me tell y'all something, honey. I knew who my father was. Ooh. What? I have no death sentence. What? Yeah, y'all yeah, told me I had breast cancer, but breast cancer didn't have me. That's right. what we didn't know. So right. yes, I am happy. I'm laughing. I'm not going to be crying. I'm not going to be sad about the news. What you got? Right. And you know, and I told him, I said, yeah, she told me. I said, she told me go home and get somebody to be back in an hour. I got my pastor, my, you know, my, you know, she's here and you know, what's going on? And that's just how I'm talking to the doctor, right? Like, what's going on? What, what, what's right. up? So he was like, oh, okay. Um, and I, I, I kid you not, they came in looking for somebody who had a death sentence. Right. But right. when they came in, what they encountered was a child of God. Well, you better say that, sis. Honey, when I tell you I changed that atmosphere in that room, we're today, we're not about to be in here gloomy, honey. Right. What you got? And I and it took a minute because they didn't understand. Right. right? right. So they were still talking like, okay, and this and that and that. And do you have questions? Yes, I got questions. What stage is it? Right. Well, what are we gonna do? And even my pastor, I said, Yeah, she could interject and say stuff too, because I might that might be a question I didn't answer. She was like, Well, how aggressive y'all y'all gonna be with this? Right. Well, we're gonna be real aggressive. I said, like, how aggressive and when we could start. Right. Well, we need you to make some decisions. No, I, I could I can make decisions now. I'm good. I am not in a you know, I'm not in a place where I can't make a decision. Right. How aggressive are we gonna be? How soon can we have this surgery? And it's like, well, you have, you know, you have different. I say, I want a double mastectomy. Are you sure? Yes, sir. I'm sure. Take them both. Okay. Well, honey, I'm not putting my family through this or right. anyone else I love. We're going to take both. Okay. Right. And he was like, okay. Okay. Miss Walker. Uh, would you like your husband home? Yes. I would like my husband home. Send a Ray Cross message, please. Right. I need him here. Because we have daughters right. that is going to need him, you know. And so it was like, okay, but I, and I'm a, I ain't going to make this short, short, because I want y'all to understand God, right? Right. But when they left up out of there, their attitudes was different. Hmm. Encounter. Because they encountered God and they encountered my faith. And I wasn't in there like, oh my God, what am I? No. Right. We're going to go after this aggressive. When is the timeline? When can I expect the surgery? When is this? Was And I'm asking these questions because because that was stuff they wasn't ready to give. Right. Because they wanted to console. Baby, I don't need your consolence. I already got God for that. He already don't console me. He told me, I have the victory. <laughs> you just got to go through it because my daughter, this is not for you. This is for somebody else. Right. I say, amen, God, I just got to walk in faith, honey. Right. Let me show you how this work. 
So we get the news and, you know, there's like, well, we want Eric because, you know, because most people we give the news, they don't remember everything we say. And, you know, we have somebody here who could, you know, who's not getting the news, but they're here and they can remember. Honey, I remember everything y'all say because I'm not in that place. Right, right. You know, so I remember everything you said. So we got out of there and um, Pastor Caprice was like, well, I'm going to call the women together and we're going to meet at the church tonight. Is that OK? I said, that's fine. Right. So the, all the women came together that night. And Pastor Caprice, you know, I was in the front row and all the women's around. They didn't know why we had an emergency meeting. And she told them and and she's like, you know, telling them like, hey, you know, Sister Audra got diagnosed with breast cancer today, you know, but I'm going to let her talk. This is her story. So I got up there and the first thing I said is, don't y'all treat me different. Right. Right. I said, don't be looking sad. I'm still going to crack jokes. I am happy. I'm full of joy. What you're not going to do is pity me because right. I want y'all to know I have breast cancer. Breast cancer does not have me. Right. And I'm going to walk this thing out in faith and I'm going to show y'all who God is. I said, yeah. so do not treat me different. Don't say the way you was cracking jokes with me. Keep cracking them because I'm going to crack right. them with you. Right. And literally, they all just was like, okay, you know, because they're women of faith. Because at first, when she said that, I could see it in their face, like, yeah, concern, you concern. know, concern. Yeah. Right. And that's what I told them I have breast cancer. Breast cancer don't have me. So right. I'm good. And we're going to go through this together. And it was like, okay. But let me tell you how, because you know, in the beginning, I say I was worried because I had no family there, right? Right. But my God showed up and showed out. You have family. My husband came home. The women got together, made a list and bought us meals every day. We had breakfast, lunch and dinner. Mm. So I could take care of what I need to. My husband could focus on me. Right. Since they didn't stop there. After I had the. Let me go back. Why, when I had the day I had to go have the surgery, mm-hmm. when I tell you the waiting room was my church, right? Anybody else coming for somebody else? <laughs> we had that pack, okay? I know that's right, too. Sis, what I didn't know is there was fasting mm. and praying, yes, yes, before I then eat. They were sitting there talking to me, and I'm the one time I'm hungry. Lord, they need to hurry up because I, I they told me at this time that I'm getting hungry right? because it was running late, right? But right. I was hungry. <laughs> I wanted to eat. Right. It was like, girl, if you don't stop talking about food, I said, look, y'all don't understand. They're supposed to be don't have me in surgery. I'm hungry now. I'm hungry. And so they was like, okay. So when I finally did get the surgery, right? Uh-huh. While I was in surgery, they were still there. Right. They did not leave that waiting room. Praise God. But it moved from that waiting room to the other waiting room where I come out at for recovery. However, they stayed there. Now, it's because I'm in surgery. I don't know none of this going on, right? right? When I went back to surgery, Pastor Caprice came and my husband. They prayed over me. And that's all I remember because, you know, they put you out. So right. I'm talking to them next day. I know I'm out, right? <laughs> I don't remember nothing after that. Right. But I do remember when I woke up. Right. So when it said, um, 
I was out of surgery and I was doing good. They're just waiting for me to wake up and stuff like that. Right. A lot of them we got something to eat or whatever. But when I was when I woke up and was in a room where they could come see me before I go to my room, right? Mm-hmm. It was all back. Right. And it was like the doctor was like, Well, you have people here who want to see you. I was like, Yeah, that's fine. Because I'm I'm high. Right. right. You, know, you come out, you feel high. Feeling that anesthesia. Girl, all I knew was that bed was uncomfortable right. and I was hungry still. <laughs> Because I was still thinking about food, honey. I was like, look, you know, people come in talking to me. I don't know what I was telling half of the people, but some of them was telling me what I said. So Pastor Caprice came and she said I was she was asking me how I was doing. I was like, I'm just ready to go home. She said, No, we're not gonna talk about that. I was like, but I'm ready to go home. Not mean home to God, I mean home to she said, Why you keep saying that? I said, Because this bed uncomfortable. I'm ready to go home and get in my bed. I know that's right. She said, Oh girl, I thought you was talking about something else, right? So the uh, I was like, I'm hungry. It was like the you know the nurse is like, well, we can get you some popsicles or whatever. We got popsicles. I said, yeah, I want a blue one. Right. <laughs> so they came even specific. I want a blue one. Girl, they didn't even have a blue one. I think she gave me a purple one or something. Right. Uh-huh. So Pastor Mickey, he was feeding the. Pop- I said, Pastor Mickey, you you fire. You going too slow. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> So this is stuff they're telling me I was saying because I was under anesthesia, child. I said, so what I can't, I said, I ain't cussing nobody out, did I? Oh, he was like, no, you did not. Because you know, you under anesthesia, honey. You don't know what you be saying. Yeah, you don't know. So I'm just having to make sure I ain't cussing nobody (laughs) out, okay? Look, just keep it real with y'all. Just, you know. So it was like, no. So get to my room. And it took shifts the whole time I was in the hospital, sis. Somebody stayed overnight. That got released. When I woke up, somebody different was there that morning. Right. I go back to sleep because, you know, I was on a lot of pain medication. So I sleep. I visit for a little while. I go to sleep. I leave another person there. Like these ladies was on it. Okay. They had shifts while I was in the hospital so my husband could take care of the girls and get his rest. Uh-huh. When I got home, they had shifts. Oh, brother Jeremiah, you could go out and um, or if you want to go upstairs and rest or go out into the gym or whatever you need to do, we here with Sister Audra, we got it. Right. They took shifts. Not only did they bring meals, they sat with me during the recovery at my home to give my husband a break. Praise God. You know, so it wasn't just for me, it was for my family too. Yeah. So I just thank God to go through that. And I say all that to say this, no matter where you at in life, and no matter if you're not around your family, God will let you know you do have family. And he will remind you who that family is. Call this person. Right. Because like I said, I was on Hawaii. I am from New Orleans, Louisiana. My <laughs> husband is from yes, Houston, is. Texas. Okay. <laughs> I was around. Hawaii is far away from both places. Okay. Right. So for him to have me at a, at a time in my life, away from my family in on an island nonetheless right go through this crisis but he was like but you still got family you have your church family and family don't mean always blood okay right family is which people you encountered and you can make family pastor caprice was there for me from the time i got the news through my surgery through my chemo honey let me tell y'all something about this woman Every day I had chemo, she was there. They thought she was getting chemo too because she was sleep. She was sleep. 
she was getting her rest and I'm up there. I'm hooked up, but she sleep. <laughs> Shoot. She was there. She was there, honey. And but look. She was resting. Yeah. And then her, it was so good because her and Jeremiah took a week. One week he come, one week she come. Right. But that was my support team. And then some of the women was like, well, I want to go too. You know, I want to be with her. You know, but at the time, that is all I needed was them two. Right. Not that I didn't want my other sisters there, there but it was just, uh, you know, I just, because it was there from the beginning, you know, from, she was there from the news, you know. Right. Then I had to do radiation. And she was there, you know, she was there. The church was there. My family right. was there, you know. So God will bring you through some stuff. And, and it's, oh, thank you, Father, to let y'all know how good God is, right? After my chemo, after surgery, I can't remember if I was doing chemo or whatever, but I knew it was after the surgery. I finally went to church because, you know, after I came home, I was a little weak and I had to recover or whatever. So when I went to church, Pastor Caprice was talking and she called me up there and she said, show them how you walk this thing out. Right. Right. She said, I want you to show them how you walk it out in faith. And I just started walking and I was walking slow and I felt a push. Mm, yes. And that was Jesus like, that ain't how you walk that out. He pushed me. Honey, I started running. Running. <laughs> running. And let me tell y'all something. When I was running, it was like I was running through a tunnel. I couldn't see nobody. Right. It was me and Jesus, and he was he was pulling me like you running. You you didn't walk like that. You ran through this, right, honey? Mm -hmm. By the time I came back, she was like, "I asked you to walk around the church. I didn't know you was gonna run because I needed a break. You know, I needed to take a break from talking for a minute, <laughs> honey." Oh. And I told, I said, "Did you push me after?" I said, "Did you push me?" She said, "No, I needed a break. You took off running." I said, "Honey, I felt the push. Somebody pushed me. Right, so it was Jesus." Already. I said, not only was he pushing me, but he was pulling me. He was running. That was my strength. Cause I tell you, I didn't have that kind of strength in a natural to run like that. Right. I ran around the church and went to my seat. Now I ain't gonna tell you, I was tired when I sat down because I was right. back in the natural. Sister was hooking the puffing, okay? <laughs> but I think one of my sisters went and got me some water and whatever. But the thing about it is, God was showing them. Yeah. He just came out of surgery. Yes. This is what she went through, but she ran. Right. She ran this course. She ran this race. And that's the same thing I could do to you. Since after that encounter, I had so many people come to me after that and say, you don't know how much faith you gave me. And the stuff that I thought I was going through, that ain't nothing compared to it. Because if you could do it, I know I could do it. I ain't complaining no more. Right. Right. Praise God. He told me this was not for me. It was for somebody else. That's right. May not been going through what I went through, but they're going through something else and they can see me and they can stop complaining. And then know if God did it for you, he could do it for me. That's right. And that's, and I give God the glory. And that's when they told me, I said, that's all God to God be the glory, honey. Right. Thank you, father, because I'm a living testimony. Not only did I do that for my church family when I was going through chemo, honey, I was the poster child of the chemo. Let me tell you something. If you're going through cancer and your hair is falling now, you don't have to look like you have cancer. The nurses will come get me to talk to women who were scared. 
because they thought they was gonna look sick. There was this and that, and right. and they love when I was there. It's like, oh, I wish you was here the other day. We had somebody, but they will pull me when I'm there to come talk to somebody. And one lady gonna tell me, I don't know why y'all got her. She ain't got cancer. Right. I mm. said, no, you're right. I don't, but I'm going through chemo because I'm been healed. Right. But I had to go through chemo. I just got off the. I just finished my chemo. I'm right. not hooked up. That's why you don't think that. She's like, but how you have cancer? You look so good, honey. Because guess what? I was a. Uh, I always kept my hair done and my my face done before right. um, chemo and cancer, and I went through it just like that. I had my wigs on. I kept my makeup on, and right. I stayed dressed the way I was before. That's how I went through it. And that's why I told her, I say, honey, I snatched this wig off. I'm bald. Right. Bald like my skin. Okay. Right. Don't get it twisted. I say, what you see is God's favor. Hmm. I said, okay. but what are you afraid to go through? This is to heal your body. Right. And, you know, I talked to her and I took her, you know, I, I tried to mentor her. And whoo, thank you, Father. Sometimes God give you people to mentor and in mentoring, you're going to endure some things. But mm -hmm. God will also let you know when to stop. When the person is not receiving what God wants them to receive from you. Right. God will stop you from mentoring because that's that's going to have something. God is going to have to touch them in another way. Right. So God had me to mentor this lady, right? And even the doctors told her, stay off the internet. Don't do this. Don't do that. And she is like she was fighting me the whole way. I was getting exhausted and God said mm -mm. right I need you to be strengthened for somebody else she ain't ready for what I have for her so I'm going to remove you from this assignment mm -hmm. you still be cordial but the lady was like my church was willing to do what they did for me cook her meals you know come sit with her why are you telling them my business like she had got combative and like are you talking my business? I say, honey, I ain't talking your business. My past is genuinely concerned. When is your surgery? They would love to do this. This is what they did for me. Right. Said, no, no. Removed. Mm -hmm. And she went through her stuff totally different because her faith was not there. Mm -hmm. She had chemo. Then she had the um, surgery. And then she was supposed to do radiation. It was my last day of radiation and she was coming to start her radiation and she saw me. I didn't see her. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, I had a, um, a infection, a staph infection or whatever. So I had to delay my radiation. Mm -hmm. But see, God had to reach her a different way. I right. was trying to bring you through so you didn't have to go through that. Right. But you were doing everything against what I'm telling people to tell you what the doctor said you want to do it your way. So I'm going to let you go through your way and see what happens. Right. She got the infections. So what I'm saying to say this, y'all, because when God give you assignment and I don't care, even though I was going through my own, I was still mentoring somebody else. Right. Because I knew my assignment. I knew the assignment as they say. Okay. That's the new thing. You knew the assignment. I knew my assignment. Right. My assignment was. To go through this for somebody else. And I didn't just help her. I don't help over the years. I don't help many people with breast cancer because I know what God did for me. And I know what he told me I have to do this. I went through all this to help them and encourage them. Mm -hmm. 
some I got feedback for. Thank you. You helped me, encouraged me. And I went through this and it was, oh, God is so good. Thank you. It right. was all God. It wasn't me. I was giving you what God gave me to give to you. And that is my journey. That is my crisis I had to overcome. But guess what? You go, it's, it's all in how you go through. And that right. is my thing. You can overcome any crisis, but it's how you go through the crisis is how you're going to come out that crisis. If right. you go through that crisis and know and stand on God's word, mm. You're going to come out victorious. But if you're going through that crisis and all you can think about, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, this is bad. I can't see no end. Guess what? It's going to be turmoil after turmoil after turmoil. When you come out of that crisis, guess what? You're going to go back into another crisis because right. you didn't have that faith. Right. So I'm going to let sis talk about her crisis. I don't talk enough. <laughs> but that's all right, sis, because, you know, um, God is so good because what what I heard, even from the beginning, the very the get go, you knew where your help came from. You yeah. said cancer don't have me, period. You know what I'm saying? And I, I love that because you're absolutely right. It did not have you and you knew who your source was and who was going to bring you through. Right. Bring you out and bring you through so that you can be a blessing and you can share with somebody else. You know, and, and God might not do it the same way, but we know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's Amen. seasons, like we talked about in the very beginning, there's seasons for everything and everything does not last. Nothing is permanent. Nothing right? is permanent. So I won't before I won't be before you guys long. Yeah, you will. I'll use you. There's a couple of uh crises that I've that I have endured, as my sis know, um, through life. But the one that really that I thought was going to bring me down and that I was not going to be able to overcome that crisis. And that was the, the loss of my son. Uh, Jeremy was 20, 25 when he passed. And it was it made two years on a few days ago. The 27th? 27th. Yeah. That it made, you know, he's been gone for two years. And first, I want to say uh, hello. Uh, was it Markeisha? She said, hello, ladies. So I wanted to acknowledge um, you and thank you for tuning in. And thank Hi, you for Marquisha. being here with us. Yeah. And um, whoever else is viewing right now, because this is a serious conversation, I think very mature and responsible. So I got the phone call the night of the uh, 27th. What day was it, sis? Lord. The 27th? Yes, the 27th. Girl, I'll be... Because we we literally was just going through, um, you know, his remembering him and mm -hmm. all that and, you know, his uh, tribute and everything. So it was so good. But God is good. 25 and he passed. Um, by It was suicide, um, was not planned, but it was in a moment of rage that my son took his life. And what I will say is that was the hardest thing the hardest crisis that i have had to endure i was just to give you guys a little bit of backdrop um i have moved from colorado springs july 1st we left mm -hmm. and um i lost my son the end of october three months later you guys he was gone and he was still in colorado springs 
um, prior to everything happened, of course, he had endured, you know, some things, um, was very angry with the world. He was angry with his children's mothers um, because he didn't feel that he had an opportunity to be the father that he really wanted to be. So there was a lot of things that led up to what what happened, the rage and, and the flipping out at the last, that moment. And I got the phone call when I was in Georgia, you know, you, I'm sorry. And it was one of his um, children's mother's sister had called me and I'm at work and I was like, hold up, baby, I got to call you back when I get off. Now, this was probably like 10 minutes prior to me getting off from work. It was right before 10 o'clock at night. And she was like, well, call me, please, because it's Jeremy. I said, now, you know, that's immediate. If I Tell know me now. Immediately. I said, y'all, I got to step outside because it's something with my son. So I stepped outside and she, she was like, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that I have to be the one to bear this news to you. But Jeremy shot himself. And I said, what? No, 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 because no. I said, are you serious? What what happened? I was so confused because since you know we we do not believe in taking your life. Right. We don't, you know. We we just don't. And so no. I said, no, he he's he spoke against any of this. What what happened? What was going on? Something happened right before it happened. You know, I know something was said, something was done for him to be in that much rage where he would flip the, flip the gun around on himself. Right. I said, what happened? And so I'm, 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 you know, sis, I'm, I'm hysterical. I'm, I just didn't know what to do. So I, they released me from, I couldn't, you know, I'm not going to work at that point. It's done. And so I called my, um, my brother, because that was the first person I thought about because I needed him to get to the hospital. Right. I wasn't present. I'm all the way in Georgia. I'm, I'm, I can't get to my son. And I said, Rockman, I, I, I need you. I need you. I need you to go. I need you to go to the hospital because Jeremy shot himself. He said, what? I didn't even know Jeremy was here. I didn't know he had came back to Colorado. <clears throat> I said, yeah, he came back about two weeks ago because he wanted to be with his kids. And I said, but he need, I need you to go up there. So he's flying him and his, you know, his wife gone up to the hospital. I, I'm frantic, sis. I don't know. I'm praying. But I do know that I'm praying. I said, Father, please, 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 please don't take my don't 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 take my son from me. That's my rock. That you need, sis, you know, that's my 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 boy, my dog. Yes. That's my baby. You know, we grew up. I had him at 17 years old. We grew up together. You know what I'm saying? He was my my best friend, my my business partner. He was my everything. You know, I would aside from God, God is my everything. Right. But he would call mama, he would pray with mama, we would bounce things off of each other. I mean, th that was my my love. You know what I'm saying? Aside from that my, was my rider. That was my rider. That was my, my baby, you know, my protector. When I went through, you know, my divorce, even before then, my son was there to wipe mama's tears, you know, to for me to be that shoulder. You know, so when I lost, when I when I was like, no, father, don't you can't you can't take him from me. 
You, you no, please don't do that. And I'm praying and praying. And I said, he made it. He, he made a mistake. I'm serious. Sis. I'm praying. He made a mistake. He didn't, he didn't mean to do that. He was angry. He, there was mm-hmm. rage, but I, I need my, I need my son. You know, and I'm praying. I said, father, please, 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 please. You know, because I said, Father, I know that you are the God of everything. You know, you can bring him, you know, look, you, he he still has so much life on the inside of him. His assignment is not done. Right. His assignment is not done. And I, I, I need him here. People need him here. You know, so it was it was horrible. It was so horrible. And I thought in that moment, sis, everything just went blank. Everything went blank and I didn't know how I drove myself home. I got off the phone with my brother because he was on his way to the hospital. I called my pastor. I I was on the phone with her and she said the only thing that, that all I could say was Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy. She's like, baby, I need you to try to calm down so I can understand what's going on. And I was tell, you know, trying to explain to her what was going on. And she's like, what? And she said um, later on that the only thing I kept saying was, Father, help me. Father, help me because I knew who my source is and was in that time. And I said, Father, help my baby. Please help him. You know, he, I can't lose him. I can't. My daughter, she can't lose her brother. I said, there's so many people that's in this world that he has helped their lives. He has helped transform their lives. He still has work to do. He's, he's, his music is so, I mean, he's, he's getting ready to come out here to Georgia with us. And he's, he has so much more, so much more, so much more. So I know I, I can't lose him. We, you can't, I, don't do this, Father. Please don't do this. And I literally, I didn't know what to do, sis. And I, I, at that point, I got off the phone with my pastor for a moment so I can call my baby girl because she had drove to Florida to get one of her friends that was in crisis. <laughs> she went to go get her to bring her back to Georgia with us so she can catch a flight to go back to Colorado to go home. So in that, she's helping. I called my baby girl and she said, the only thing I said was Jeremy. And I and she said, mom, you have to try to calm down because I can't understand. So finally got it out so I can explain to her what I heard happen. And she just stopped talking, just froze. You know, and I said, oh, where are you at? Where are you at? And I thought they were on their way back home, back to Georgia, you know, but she was still in Florida because she there trying to help one of her best friends go through her crisis. And I said, I need you to come home. I need you to get here. So, you know, of course, Austin was with her. She wasn't driving. Austin was driving her. And so they they finally made it back home. But sis, when I tell you in that moment, I made it home. Praise God. You know, I called my pastor back. Well, I called my ex-husband and I told him and I called my pastor back and she was on the phone with me the remainder of the time. And I had to get off the phone with her because I finally made it home and I was sitting in the driveway. Couldn't move. No, nothing. I I was stuck. I said, I, 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 I can't get out. She was like, try to get out the car, babe, so you can go in the house. I said, I can't move. I can't move. I, 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 I can't. I just got to be here. And I'm sitting in the car. I don't know, sis, how long I sat in that car. It was, I think it was probably over an hour I sat in that car. But yeah, she was when there. I called you, you were still in the car. Yeah, I honey. I I yeah. And so that was I literally thought at that moment, sis, that I lost everything. 
there was no more reason for me to keep going. Right. That That's how I felt in that moment. You know, sis, she explained how when that crisis hit her, she went in off top. Praise God. What do we need to do? And I'm giving you from a different perspective. I didn't immediately because that's my baby. Right. My son. Two different crises. Situations. Two different crises. And no, I, I, I thought as you know, growing up, sis, I grew up in the church. I have a foundation. I am rooted and grounded in the Lord. But in that moment, I felt like my son felt before he was gone. Let me pause you there. So when she said it's two different crises, because for one, yes, I had a disease afflicted on me. But when you have your child that you gave birth to is different. So even right. though I went in praising, she did not. Because when it comes to your children, and, and a lot of y'all can relate, when it comes to your children, you're going to be in a natural, honey. You're not going to be in a spiritual because you naturally gave birth to that child. And that's right. the love that you have. So that's where my sister was at, right? Yes. He, even though she kept saying, Father, help me help my child father. She still knew where her source came from, right. but as a mother in the natural, you know, you're going to react like that. Keep going. Yeah, sis. I just want to just break that down. Right. And then just, you know, we're being transparent right now, you know, because in that moment I said, there is no way that I can keep going because this, my life was predicated on being with my children, walking mm -hmm. this journey out with both of my children, my grandbabies, you know, because we talked, we have business, you know, everything that we had envisioned, you know, for life was together, together. And so in that moment, I said, well, I've just lost everything. There's no way that I can remain. And that's how I felt. And so I finally got out the courses um, you know, Gina had came out and she was sitting in the car with me and she, she, I guess my pastor called her and told her to come out and get me. So I finally got out the car, went into the house. And from that point on, sis, the only thing I could say was, father, I need your help. I know I need your help because without you, I cannot do this. I can't. And I know right now i i don't i don't have the capacity to do it i don't have what's on the inside i don't i just can't right and so sis when i tell you and you know because eventually i begin to talk to my sis to my sissy danielle um everybody you know was calling and i was still pretty y'all have they somebody else answer that phone and just let them know i'm okay right I'm, I'm okay, but I will talk to them when I can. And so I, I said, Father, just help me get through this. If you want me to continue, I need you to help me get through this. And so um, the next morning, of course, we caught the flight to um, Colorado. At this point, the doctor had called me. He told me my baby was gone. He had passed. And... Then I, I, that's, I think at that point I was just like, why? And I didn't ask God why you guys, 
I asked Jeremy why. I asked my son why. I said, Jeremy, why? I know life was hard. We pray, you guys. It was many times that he would call, Mom Deuce, I need you to pray for me. I need you to pray with me. And we would pray. And then we would laugh. This time, you guys know he didn't make a phone call to call his mom. His mom, Deuce. He didn't call. He tried to endure what he was going through in that very last hour by himself. He didn't call on, I, I don't I don't know if he called on God, but I know he did not call on his mom. And he normally always do. I don't know if he wanted me to fix it. You know, and I will I will never know, sis. You know, because any other time he will call so you can help him. I yeah. think I, I'm going to hold that to the end till you finish. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, and I said, I asked him, I said, why, Jeremy? Why, baby? I said that you had so much more that you had to give. Your, 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 your life wasn't done. No matter what people, the hurt that people caused you, what, what, I used to tell him all the time, if you're if you're in a toxic situation and it's no good for you and you know that remove yourself from that situation and he tried and he tried but this was his babies that we were talking about and so i knew after the fact the why i, I knew beforehand but when i came to myself finally i knew the why Mama, it was just too hard. And in that moment of rage and anger, you know, he was still the bigger person. I won't go into detail as far as what happened prior to, but he was still, in my book, the hero. Yes. All said and done. And so I got to Colorado, sis, that next morning. And of course, my family everybody was there for us my baby girl right there yeah and you know even in that sis my baby girl i know oh that's a strong cookie right there and she was being she was going through she just lost her brother the love of her life you know she just lost him but in that sis baby girl was strong for her mama yeah, she was. She was right there. She said, Mom, it's okay. I know she was dying on the inside, but she was still there encouraging her mama. And she still do to this day, you guys. That's that's my girl. That you talking about your ride or die. That's that's my girl. But we got we finally got to Colorado. And you know, family and everything, everything was very overwhelming. And I had to get his, do his, you know, the celebration of life and get everything in order, you know, for us to say our see you laters. That's when it really hit me, sis. That was, can I do this? I don't think I can. Because I knew and that I knew that I needed to deliver a message to the world. Whoever was there at his service, I needed to deliver a message 
not only from Jeremy, but from God. Mm-hmm. And I said, Father, I, I can't do his eulogy. I, th- are you serious? You know, and yeah, we can ask God. We can ask our Heavenly Father, our Daddy, our Abba Father for help. And if he, if you really mean this, do you really need me to do this? And so I had a, you know, in the midst of preparing everything, you know, my family says, you know, the family came through. They had my, un- oh man, my uncle, my brother, my uncle Kev, we just recently lost him as well. But my uncle, he had everything taken care of for my baby. He told me, says, he said, I will not allow you to see your son when, and he's not ready. I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him. He said, no, baby, not until he's ready for mama to see him. Because you guys, I don't know how I would have reacted or responded if I would have seen my baby in that state. So I didn't see him until he was ready. He had already, you know, he was, he had, um, I think it was, it was the, the day I, the next day I got there, but I saw him and they had, um, already, I think they had just embalmed him. Yes. And he was Jeremy. I couldn't see no bullet hole, no nothing, sis. My baby was laying there. Yeah, it was hard, but he was laying there in that casket and he looked at peace. I said, hey, baby. Hey, son. He was at peace. And you know what God reminded me, says he said, he no longer has to deal with the cares of this world. He's with me. He's with me. And Jeremy loved the Lord, you guys. He, I raised my children in the Lord. So he had a personal relationship with his father, his heavenly father. So when I saw him laying there, sis, he was just so peaceful. And that's at that moment is when I got the peace that surpasses all understanding on the inside of me for my baby. Yes. And his lips was chapped. I said, because I knew you was going to get to that part. I was was looking at my baby and I said, son, didn't I tell you to keep chapstick on your lips? And I'm rubbing his lips. And, you know, my our our pastor, she was like. (laughs) And um, then Drea came in and Drea looked right at his lips and said, brother, your lips is chapped. And she was like, if that's not mother and daughter, because both of y'all looked at him and said, your lips chapped. But he was so peaceful. And at that moment, I knew that he was in a better place. Yes. In that moment when I saw him and I I commend my uncle because he would not, he refused to allow me to see my baby in another state other than Jeremy. Jeremy, right. He, it was just like he was sleeping. He was sleeping. He was resting. And I said, thank you, father. Even in the casket at the service. Even, even in the, even in the casket, casket, he was resting. And that's when I knew without a shadow of a doubt that he was in a better place and that he no longer had to be angry with the world. He was so angry with people and being nasty, being mean, using children against their fathers. 
I, he was so angry with a lot of stuff. Biological father. He was so angry with a lot of people. My ex-husband, he was, Jeremy was angry with a lot of people, you know? And, and I, I knew at that moment, I said, okay, he's resting. He's resting in heaven. And so move it forward a little bit. We, we was preparing for his service. And I didn't get what I was going to say, sis, until the, the morning of, because I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. I told my pastor and we had, we went and she took me off away from everybody. And she said, how are you feeling? What's going on on the inside? And she knew that I was dying. I was, I was beyond just hurt. That type of grief and that type of pain you will never be able to understand or explain. But she asked me, how do I feel? And you guys know that was the best thing that somebody can ever ask. When it's one-on-one, -on -one, how are you really feeling? I need to know what's on the inside. And if I would have told her that I want to just kill myself, that's what she wanted to hear. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I was, I wasn't, of course, I wasn't there, praise God. And she asked me this critical question. Do you blame? Well, no, she said, you do not blame yourself, do you? And I said, no, ma'am. You know, because sometimes I made a decision to move across the, the states, the other side of the country, sis, to move to Georgia. And you know that we were all going. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought about that. I said, Father, if I wouldn't have left would Colorado, he would he still be here? But when she asked me that question, I said no. Because I had already made peace on the inside that because of the decision that I, I made to move to a different state did not have anything to do with what happened. And so I knew that. And she said, praise God. God, when I told her no, and then she, she was hearing me. She wanted to just continue to hear me. How do you feel? I said, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm not whole. I said, there's a hole that's on the inside of me that I don't know if will ever be healed and be whole. Right. I, I just, I just don't know. I know that my father is with me. And I know that I've got to deliver this, my son's eulogy, but I don't believe that I can do it. And she said, she started, she started speaking to who I am. She said, woman of God, you can do it because of who your father is and who's, who's he, you know, who's you are. She said, you can do it. If he wants you to do it, he will you give know. you, he has given you everything that you need to do it. Right. And you're going to do it. And I said, mm, I don't know. Maybe you need to do it for me. <laughs> for real. I know you did. I did, sis. I told her, I said, oh, maybe you need to do it for me. You know, because at that moment, I really didn't feel that I could do it. I can, I can walk that out. And but so- that morning I woke up and I said, Father, help me and give me the words to say so that I can 
share with people, the ones that didn't know my baby, what he wants me to share. Because 25 years to us was not a long time, Mm -hmm. but to God, it was a lifetime. Yes. In that 25 years, you guys know what my son did for the ones that had encountered Jeremy Lee Fanning Jr. What they had experienced, I always say they don't just experience us, they experience Jesus. And so they experienced Jesus through my son. Since I was getting so many phone calls, so many messages explaining to me what Jeremy would do behind the scenes. And I knew, you know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. If mama is an encourager, I know my baby boy and my daughter, they doing the same things because God has put that on the inside of us. You know what I'm saying? I knew it, but I didn't know to that extent. Grown people, sis, reaching out, saying I would reach out to Jeremy. He would come. Sometimes it was at a park where they're on the swings, having a conversation. And he took a took that time out of his day because, you know, he grind. He was his right. He worked on his music. You know, when it wasn't his babies, he worked on his music. And so he would take a moment out to love on and to encourage somebody else. And so with everything that was coming in, I might not have been responding at that time, sis, but I was I was listening. And I was hearing and I was seeing what many were saying about him. And so that's how God was able to bring forth the the eulogy for Jeremy that I delivered. And then after, after I, I, after I was able to do that with God, you guys, I was not able to do that without him. But after that, so many people said for you to get up there and deliver your son's eulogy, mighty woman of God. I said, that was God. That was not me. So in that moment of crisis, like to say, we are still, still ministering and still making a difference and still impacting people's lives still impacting their lives. And that's why every single day, that's why we do what we do. I'm so obedient. When God told me to bring forth this platform to be able to speak life, to help you break through and break forth, to heal. You know, when he gave me the acronym, you are the unlimited her, the healer, the encourager and the restorer. I'm going to help you heal. I'm going to encourage you to break through and break forth into the plan and purpose that God has for you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help restore you back to your original plan and purpose. And I'm going to help you restore yourself back to God, your heavenly father, if you are not there already. So I know that everything that I have had to endure and go through in this life, and even with my sis, everything that we have had to endure and go through in this journey We're carrying the cross for somebody else. And we can honestly say today that we are stronger than we have ever been in our lives. You know, all the the things that we have gone through. And I thought my divorce was going to take me out, sis, because 
18 years and from 17 all the way no it's totally like you said it's totally different it's a totally different crisis so you guys might not have have to ever i pray you never do have to endure the crises that we have endured i pray heavenly father i pray that y'all don't ever have to endure that but you're going to endure crisis in your life you're going to endure but just know that god got you and when you don't think that you have the strength you grab hold to his unchanging hand you know what you know sis i love the footprints in the sand where at one point in there it says at at one point i saw two sets of steps two steps steps two sets of footprints Mm -hmm. in the sand but then at one moment in my life i only saw one set of footsteps in the print in the sand and what that is god he said because i carried you in that moment when you didn't think that you could you could walk that journey out you can go through that season in your life he says i'm carrying you and then with you with me carrying you and when you come to yourself because i prayed you guys that that god would make me whole again so that i can do exactly what it is i'm doing every single day and that's being a blessing to somebody else to encourage them and share with them how i was able to endure and how i was able to persevere how i was able to walk through that season because i had my heavenly father and he carried me and i also had those that came alongside me and they carried me sis said she had those that came alongside her and carried her in that so you guys this was like sis said in the very very beginning this was personal because we have endured and we wanted to come on here and just share with you guys you can too regardless of what it is crisis is crisis right but we do want you guys to feel where you're at acknowledge where you're at acknowledge it and you grab home to god like never before and if you have those that are in your corner because you guys everybody's not praying for you everybody's not for you but those that you know that are there you you reach out and you say this is how i'm feeling can you come alongside me can you pray with me can you encourage me and they will you know our 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 on the inside how we were created was to serve yeah. right and to be there for somebody else so today i wanted to just encourage you guys we wanted to encourage you guys in the lord in the lord because we've endured some things we we're going to go through some things we're going to yes. this our lives are not over but we do know that there's going to be other things that we're going to have to endure we're the bridge we're the bridge and we want you guys to you are the bridge for somebody else and you guys if you know somebody is having a rough time pray for them reach yes. out to them and just say i'm thinking about you 
thinking about you. Just know that I'm praying for you. Just know that I'm here. You know, and it, it may you may not have to talk to that person all the time. But that's why I really love Facebook, how you we can see what people are feeling. We might not be able to see the depth of everything that they're experiencing, what, but what they do share, we can see that and we can go into prayer. We can intercede. We can stand on the wall yeah. for our brothers and sisters. And, and yes, even the ones that are not, they don't know Jesus yet. And you guys, that's why we're here. We want everybody to know Jesus, everybody to know Jesus. And I'm not talking about a surface no through somebody else. We're talking about an intimate, deep fellowship, a relationship with your heavenly father, with your creator. That's why we are here. Yes, I am passionate about this because that's why we're here to help somebody else cross. We're the bridge, you guys. We're the bridge. And yes, we're going to go through our seasons, seasons of crisis. We're going to go through our seasons of hurt. We're going to go through our seasons of pain. We're going to go through our seasons of loss, you know, losing a job, losing a loved one. We're going to go through those seasons. But when we come to ourselves, then we need to strengthen the brethren. We need to help somebody else go through their season of crisis. And that's why we're here. We wanted to share. I know I said we we wouldn't be before you guys too long, but you know what? We cannot, we will not stop the flow of God. We never will do that. We will never stop that. And we move and we flow with him. Yes. So I'm going to end with a, with a passage of scripture, but I want you to be, to speak. So go ahead, baby. So all I want to say is I was there with her and you know, the day it happened, I was in um, Denver for clinicals. And I did, when my husband called me, I reached out to my sis. You know, when she came in the next day, I was at clinicals. I wasn't there. My husband picked her up. But what I want you guys to know is this. We went through some things. She went through losing a child. I went through breast cancer. We didn't touch on every crisis. And what I want you guys to know is domestic abuse does not have to mean, it doesn't mean physical abuse. It could be right. emotional abuse, right. mental abuse, all the abuse, okay? Domestic violence. Domestic violence is real. And it's not only women who encounter domestic violence. Right. Men encounter domestic violence as well. And what I'm going to say is this too. If you, if you know somebody trigger points and you know how to push them to the edge, please stop. Because in that moment, you don't know what a person is thinking, how right. they're feeling. You don't truly know the essence of what's going on in the inside. And you push them to that point. Right. Till they want to take their lives. Mm. That blood is on your hands. Yeah. Please. Mm. Please, if a person walk away in anger, let them go cool off. Let them walk. Yeah. If you are a victim of domestic abuse, male or female, call the hotline. Yes. Do not, males, please do not be embarrassed because a lot of males is getting 
abused by females and they are embarrassed to say because I'm supposed to be strong. I can, I'm not weak. Would it look like? No, you're, it is not you being weak. It's right. not you being soft. It's you reaching out for help because nobody, nobody should endure abuse in right. any form or fashion. Right. So I'm crying out to you. I'm begging you guys. If you're a guy, please get the help if you're in an abusive relationship. Get yes. away from that toxic. And women, please stop holding these kids as hostages and pawns with their fathers. Mm. If you in that baby daddy does not get along, do not put that child in the middle. That child did not ask to come here. Or them kids didn't ask to come here. Mm. Let the father be able to be a father to their children. Whatever issue you have, you need to deal with that. You go to the Lord and you seek help because the only person getting hurt in that situation is the children. Yes. Okay. Is the children. So women, please stop using these kids as pawn to get to hurt a man. Right. There's a lot of fathers out here that wants to be fathers. And the and society looking at them as deadbeats, and they're not. Guys, you have rights to your kids. Go to court legally. Do it legally. legally. Get put it on paper. Mm -hmm. Don't let the because let me tell you something. Once you go to you you go to court and they see that oh they want to be nice to you then oh we could work this out work that out and then when you drop that case. Guess what? They're going to be bitter again. They're going to, oh, now I got the leverage because I got custody. I got full custody now because you dropped the case. And when you go back to, to open that case up, they're going to look at that like you, you had the case open, then you dropped it. Now you want it back. So now it's going to look like you the vindictive one. Right. If you have a pending case to see your kids and get, you have rights. That woman did not make them children by herself. Right. You have rights. Go to court and get legal custody, joint custody, whatever right. of your kids. You have rights. That lady should not dictate when, where, and how you're going to see your kids. Right. But expect you to always pay child support. It doesn't work like that. Ladies, we have to do better. Right. It's and not all the man's fault. We have to do better. And that's all I have for you guys. You know what, sis, and what you what you saying that too, and men do your part. Do your part. Do what you need to do to take care of them babies. Right. You know, regardless what that's your priority is to take care of them babies. You know, regardless, you know, and, and be 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 encouraged and be strong and know that remember nothing is permanent. Nothing. Everything is subject to change. The only thing that's permanent is God and his promises and his word. Yes. Right. That's the only thing that's permanent. And so I want to just acknowledge a couple of our viewers, sis, because I yes. did see a couple of comments before we do get off of here. Um, we saw, you know, we saw Markeisha. She was on here. Oh, my sissy, Danielle, my sissy. She said. Amen, Sister Audra. Thank you for sharing your testimony, God was with you and may he continue to remain with you all the days of your life. Amen. Amen. Danielle. We love you. I appreciate that. Yes, we do. Yes. That's my baby right there. And then she said, God is very strong in you, sis, because you allow him to truly live 
through you, even during the most trying times of life. Yes. Yeah. And she's absolutely, that's another one, you guys, that's, that's been there. Yes. You know, and let me see, there's mama. That is so, so true. Yes. Yeah. So we wanted to just acknowledge everybody, all of our viewers, you know, the ones that tuned in, the ones that comment, the ones that will, will view us, you know, watch later. Yes. You know, because this is a very, very responsible topic. And it was, it was very personal very. for us because we have endured. And we just want to encourage you guys to endure, you know, and I want to end with a passage of scripture yes. um, to just for you to just take it to with you on your Saturday journey. Yes. You know, and so it's Psalms 34 and 19. Even when bad things happen to the good and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they faced. Let me read that one more again. I mean, y'all allow that to penetrate. Mm -hmm. Even with bad things happening, then this is in the Passion Translation. Okay. Even when bad things happen to the good, and godly ones, the Lord will save them and not let them be defeated. Listen to that. The Lord will save them and not let them be defeated by what they face. That's how we were not defeated. That's how we, That's how we are overcomers. We are more yes. than conquerors. Yes. Christ which strengthens us. That is my favorite passage of scripture, you guys. Right. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. And I say, I mean all things through Christ because he is the one that gives me the strength. Amen. So I'm going to encourage you guys today that you can do all things through Christ. Don't do it without him. Come on. Because you won't be able to do it. You I can do come. all things through Christ. Because he gives me the strength. So you declare that over yourselves every single day. I can do all things through Christ because he is the one that gives me the strength. I can walk through whatever season I need to walk through. Father, because I know that you got me. The weapons may be formed, but I know they will never prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Yes. Father, I thank you that you protect me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Yes. That everywhere that I walk, everywhere that I tread, that I am favored and I am blessed because of I am your child. Yes. You Father. created me in the very image and likeness of you, Father, and your and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, thank for leading Father. and guiding us into all truth. Yes. Thank you for coming alongside our paracletus to help us to endure every season that we go through in life. Yes, Father. So, Father, I just want to thank you. We just want to thank you from the bottom of our core, from our souls, for who you are and whose we are. Yes. Father, I thank you. And we declare over everybody today that you are healed, you are whole, and you are free. And guess what? Jesus loves you. Yes, Father. Your heavenly Father loves you. Yes. And you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Yes, Father. To walk this thing out called life. And do it with abundance and with joy. Joy and a grateful heart. Father, we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to come on here and, and speak life into others, to encourage someone else, Father, 
to be the bridge to help somebody else cross. And Father, we thank you and we continue every single day to say yes, yes, and yes to your assignment every day. And I thank you for my dear sister for saying yes, yes to God. this assignment. Yes. Father, we thank you in your precious son's Jesus mighty name. Y'all come in agreement with me today yes. with us and say amen. 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 And amen. Yes, Father. Mm. Thank y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Um, I know we didn't joke and clown. This was a serious matter, a serious topic that we needed to discuss today. So we just appreciate you guys. And for the ones who want to come on later and visit and watch. Says Heidi's on here too. Hey, Heidi. Thank you for joining us, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to acknowledge. That's fine. That's fine. We just, we thank (laughs) all our viewers today um, for the ones who want to come on later and watch. And again, you know, we always tell you guys share, share, share. So just so we could uplift and build others um, who may not know about our platform, but with your help, you could get this out to as many people as possible. Yeah. We're not looking for numbers just to say we got all these followers. We're looking for all we trying to share to get all these numbers to save souls. Right. right. We looking mm-hmm. for numbers for God. So that's what our platform is about. We want as many people as we could reach. Um, so we can spread the word of God. That's all we want. So we love you guys. We're going to let y'all go for the rest of y'all Saturday. Enjoy with yes. your family. We, we appreciate y'all hanging in on this long. Okay. We yes. love y'all. <laughs> Till next, next time. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome.